0: Any scientist will tell you that the only way to truly know something is to experiment on it. So the Rutz boys have been in our lab experimenting on some different draft strategies, and we've got some results to report out to you. So, really, this isn't a fantasy football podcast anymore, it's a scientific podcast. Let's run up the score. (laughs) You're listening to Run Up The Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up The Score. It's Donald here with Scott and Tom. Hey, everybody. Gentlemen, happy Memorial Day. Thank you uh, to to those of us who serve, including our very own Tom Hillier. Um, I know that's more of a remembrance day. was going to say, but Um, didn't want to have to be that guy, but you got it. Appreciate it. If you if you did have to uh, correct me, all right. So uh, we have, like I said in the cold open, we did some experimenting yes. this week. Um, we are. We've been listening to Star Talk too, Neil deGrasse Tyson's <laughs> podcast. So we're in to science, and we're in yeah. touch with the universe, and so yep. we understand that science and fantasy Fancy Football. I'm reading John Taffer's book about bar science. Yeah, and so, I'm gonna go to
1: South America and go on an ayahuasca trip. Bless you. That's like a powerful hallucinogen. Oh, oh cool. Nice. Yeah, Great. so I was just joking. When? Oh, yeah. I don't want to. <laughs> anyway, I do <laughs> want to do that, but I just have a busy schedule. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, sure. Right, right. Um, let me know when that fares
0: up. So we've got some we've we've got some draft strategies that we wanted to try out with this landscape of fantasy football as it is right now. Uh, just to kind of let everybody know, like you know, hey, if you're going to employ this strategy, this is what your team is going to look like. And what yep. we're going to do is we're going to compare what scott and i did with our research to what tom has really adopted as his personal philosophy that the Rux boys of course all agree with the way that tom does things it's basically the way that we drafted our first mock draft team a couple of weeks ago so we're going to get to that in a moment and then we're going to kind of tell you some guys that if you're going to employ these strategies who you should be targeting um, when you're trying to make those strategies work. Right. But, uh, but first. Yeah, but first, we've got uh, some late breaking news. Uh, for those of you who maybe haven't heard, uh, training camp OTAs have claimed their first casualty Fozzie of the Whitaker. summer. Fozzie Whitaker. Yes. Yes. Um, Tough That's one. why you draft in
1: August. Yeah. All the Fozzie Whitaker owners out there, my heart goes out to you. you just just yeah. hate those to see it. Those 15 the, catches will,
0: will hopefully be absorbed yeah. by... That Maybe uh, Cameron Artis Payne. That touchdown that Chris <laughs> McCaffrey earned, that Fozzie Whitaker took from him, it, we're just going to miss it so much. Right I mean,
1: I'll, I'll, honestly, I'll take it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but oh, anyway, look. Hunter Henry as well. Uh, oh, Los yeah. Angeles too, Chargers too, I, tight ends. I mean, I guess that's important. <laughs> Poised for a huge year, finally out of the shadow of Antonio Gates. He will be out for the season. Already announced it was a torn ACL. Already announced that he will be out for the year. And you just hate to see it for the guy.
1: The only silver lining is how early it was. Yeah. It's not like it happened week 16 right. or 15. And so for next You're year. wondering if he'll be available next year. So that's good. I think it opens up some targets for Keenan Allen. Uh, I think we've always talked about this too, how in a weird way the tight end and the passing uh, down running back are kind of linked Yeah, as a you sort of last read option dump past yeah. game, uh, so I think Austin Eckler gets a little uptick. Yeah, but nothing, of, nothing major. Uh, ACL
0: there's... trouble with the Chargers, you know? Yes. I feel like they always have someone, someone big on their team yeah. go down with an ACL injury. Yep. Um, another guy, Virgil Green, is their you know only tight end on their roster currently with true NFL experience. So of course the rumblings have now begun that the Chargers maybe may try to bring back antonio gates Oh, i hope they do i don't think they're i the way that that ended where they just basically asked him to take a pay cut or not play and he said he wouldn't do it so they cut him right i don't i think there's some bad blood there i'd be surprised if he went back i hope he does but i'd be surprised if it happened because i'm rooting for it. i'm not
1: sure where else he could go and have a as a like a big year as he could there
0: yeah i'm Really interested to see, though, right, if something happens with that position because we've seen it be so successful. Yeah. I yeah, mean, so
1: that's what I was actually going to say. It's like I don't see it as a huge uptick. Like in an offense like where we were talking about like Danny Woodhead on the Ravens, right. a lot of dumping down. Yeah. The tight end is like the first read in a lot of their schemes. Yeah. So it's not as huge of an uptick for Austin Eckler, but like that role, that position is very important to their offensive mm-hmm. strategy. So it will be used and it remains to be seen who will be there. But right, maybe Antonio that's gonna Gates. be it. Yeah. yeah,
0: training camp, darling. Hopefully, or, or you know, maybe Gates comes back. I think it'll what it be. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty, so uh, let's get to the whole point of this episode. Yeah. Uh, we've got some draft strategies that we're looking at, and uh, what we've seen in the past is that. Um, especially probably like in the last three or four years, the zero RB, the zero running back right. strategy has kind of developed into something that a lot of people try to employ. And, you know, this was from a couple of years ago when, you know, the running back position, there were very few bell cows. It was Adrian Peterson. And that was pretty much it. Yeah. You know and what it's I mean? Dwindling and then, further. Now there's yeah. a bit of a of a comeback. Right. Uh, and, in some regards, but there's still only maybe a handful that you really trust, right? But I mean,
1: it, even if you the go larger back to, pool is filled with a lot of guys that you could use right. in fantasy. That and, yes. and
0: I think that like what what's become interesting is now some people who maybe went zero RB for the last couple of years are considering going zero wide receiver, right? Because there are so many good running backs in good situations at the top of this draft in the first five rounds, so that you want to stockpile a bunch of them and just end up starting the guys who end up making the most noise right. throughout the season. So what we decided was, let's not argue about you know what one's the best. Let's actually research it, and let's do a mock draft right. where we go zero RB. Let's do a mock draft where we go zero wide receiver. And so um, the goal here is whether you're zero RB or zero wide receiver, whatever position you're going quote-unquote zero in, you're not going to take a player in that position for the first five rounds right. of your mock draft. Tough. So These mock drafts already happened, so we're not going to be running it through like we're doing a regular mock draft episode. So we're going to start, I think, with uh, Scott, who went zero RB. Yeah. And so Scott went zero RB, and then we're going to kind of go to mine, talk about the zero wide receiver. And in both, we're going to talk about some of the guys that we are going to target if we're going to use this strategy. And as you guys know, I've been going zero RB for a decent amount of time now, depending. You know, sometimes there's guys that jump out. I've been you know, kind of fading on it recently and going, starting to go a little more running back heavy. But, um, you know, I've always thought that the receivers, you know, those big receivers are important. And, you know, I I always thought that you can get some in like the third round, that could be the best possible options at the position. And you really can't normally get that at running back.
1: It feels like the elite drop-off is a lot steeper in the wide receiver position this year rather than the running back position, which is something we've been accustomed to.
0: Especially because the, the truly elite wide receiver pool, it felt like it shrunk last year. Yeah. To where, like, last year there could have been six or seven wide receivers taken in the first round. This year, at most, it's probably going to be three or four.
1: Well, and you also think about, like, Mike Evans, right? He, yeah, He's probably exited that category. Maybe he's looking to return into it.
0: Right. But, I would hope he would be. Of
1: course. But what I'm saying is, like, you don't know how to gauge that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're taking him in the first round last year, there's a possibility that one of these other guys will bust, you know? DeAndre yep. Hopkins had a great year, unbelievable year, but he could have year before. Yeah not so long ago. So it's easy to plug and play wide receivers much easier than it is running backs. Right. And it all comes down to, you know, what opportunities you have at the position you're drafting, of course. All right. right.
0: So uh before we get into these mock drafts, let's just make it perfectly clear in both drafts that we did, uh, we set it up so that it was a little peep league, half <laughs> right. point PPR. Yeah. Um Which is
1: so- way easier for the running back thing. Of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah of course. So yeah, the zero that, Strategy: the zero RB strategy and half PPR compared to standard is uh, it. That's really a walk the only in way it could work. Can can yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So Scott, let's let's start running through your team. What pick sure. in the first round did you give yourself? I went on the simulator. I clicked on the randomized button. It shuffled around and it gave me the fourth overall pick. Okay. Which I was a little upset. I wanted to get obviously if you're going with a zero RB strategy, you kind of want Antonio Brown. But I didn't get him. They picked someone, (laughs) went in the first three picks with him. So I said, All right, give me Hopkins. Okay. And so after that, in the second round, you go Devontae Adams. Yeah. I think that if you're doing this strategy, that this is the receiver to pick in the second round because he has the, like, you know. Julio is still probably going to get picked ahead of him, which is actually probably not too fair to Devontae Adams, to be completely honest. As a huge Julio fan myself, um, Mike Evans, too, and he's going to slip into that range where you can get the fourth pick and get Hopkins, and he'll still be there in the second round, and he has the potential to, to outdo Hopkins easily.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I've even mocked where I've got Antonio Brown and then Devontae Adams.
0: Wow. Right. From
1: like the three spot, right. Which is just awesome. I think Devontae Adams, sneakily to your credit, saying like he could be better than. And Julio, I think he could be the best wide receiver in fantasy. Right. I mean, yeah.
0: He's, if you take a look at his production from last year, he could have been a first round pick. If you take a look at his opportunity, obviously playing with Aaron Rodgers for what we can only hope to be a full season this year, he's got number one overall wide receiver potential. Yeah. So the fact that you can get him outside of the first round is a really big deal, especially if you're going to go zero RB because. Like you said, like that's the guy that you want in the second round. I was very tempted by Gronk here too, Yeah, but um, I went with Adams just because I think that he has... I, I just feel like if he's going to play all 16 games, that there's just no way that he doesn't go off. Right. And I kind of felt like I could still get uh, tight end value as it goes on. I'm yeah. beginning
1: to campaign for his 100-catch, 1,000-yard, 10-touchdown season. Yes. And I I'm just going right. to like... Watch carefully on that and yeah. just root for that silently all year. Yeah, yeah. You got
0: to give us like his, his projections out, like yeah. at the quarter point, it's the half the, point. It's the one hundred
1: <laughs> catch mark that is uh, a bit of a more fleeting right. one. I think right. he's. It's very possible for him to get ten touchdowns, does yeah. it every year now? Yeah. And uh, oddly enough, he hasn't had a thousand yards yet, which That's I think what, is what keeps his value low. Yeah. But there's essentially no way he doesn't get a thousand yards this year with yeah. Jordy exiting, yeah. Jimmy Graham not going to be like effective between
0: the 20s it's in it's incredible to me that like the easiest thing that he's going to reach in that Benchmark is bench the 10, ten touchdowns like that's like <laughs> yeah. we're like he's gonna well, score to get the Whatever. ten and we'll move, just move on. on from those yeah. yeah but um and that's why he's such a good pick yeah. if you're going with this strategy in the second round yeah. and that's
1: his why his you can floor. kind of slot him above Julio and yeah, I wouldn't right. blame you whatsoever I mean, Julio had
0: three touchdowns yeah. last year well I mean we'll we'll uh, we'll hash it out at the uh, at yeah. the summit next week which will be <laughs> oh my oh, gosh that's I'll, gonna I'll be bring the ayahuasca yeah but speaking of consistent I went with Doug Baldwin in the third round yeah um I just went with the mega stack receivers um just loaded them all up and because I think at your third round pick Gronk had been gone yeah and he I, was the only tight end you were going to consider taking in the first yeah round and rounds. even Kelsey too I, I I wouldn't be um you know if there wasn't another if Baldwin wasn't there maybe yeah. I would have thought of Kelsey but I I probably still would have went receiver but with Baldwin there I thought the pick was easy yeah, yeah. I mean DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams, Doug Baldwin—you've got three guys slated for at least 125 targets right there. I mean, if you're, you know, if even in a standard league, I'm, I'm psyched. That's
1: an, I mean, that's an amazing wide receiver core. Yeah, like and that, and that's the potential that you have in doing this strategy. And of course, if like these banner options aren't available, you, you obviously aren't locked into any strategy. Right? No, like, not at all. But at it, all. for the purpose of this, I mean, it totally worked out. I yeah. think that's like. Uh, honestly, a potential of uh, four thousand yards.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Like this is how you want it to go. Yeah, I, I'm doing the simulator. I'm like, wow, this is this is yeah, really four thousand
1: a little ambitious, obviously, but like, right. I mean, that's three studs, and with the the exiting of the Seahawks offense, like no Jimmy Graham, like no Paul Richardson. I mean, Doug Baldwin is going to get peppered. It's going to be uh, Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin's show.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree, and that's what you want out of your third round pick if you're going to go yeah. wide receiver. And if then going to go zero RB. So then the fourth comes around, and I'm thinking I actually am thinking tight end at this point or quarterback because you know we're, I'm doing the zero RB strategy. I can't pick a running back till the fifth, and I'm aware of that. But no one's picked a quarterback yet, and I'm up, and I got Devontae Adams already. So buddies pick for life. Aaron Rodgers. You can't hate it. And it's another one. It was another no-brainer pick. It was yeah, a draft immediately. Yep. Like, oh, here we go. Yeah, so so we end up in four rounds. You've got Rodgers and Adams yep. with DeAndre Hopkins at the second wide receiver and Doug Baldwin as your flex. Like, come at me. The fifth round comes, <laughs> and I, like I said, I was lucky enough to be here when you did this draft, and there was, a, there was a mini run of tight ends. Kelsey had gone. Ertz had gone. I believe Evan Angram had gone. So I think this was where you went tight end. If I'm not mistaken. No, the fifth is where I actually took my first running. Back. Okay. So who did you take? I took Derrick Henry. All right. Now, yeah. this is a guy that you love this year. Love Derrick Henry. Um, I was really happy that he made it to the fifth round. And if he's going to stick around there, I'll be, I'll be very happy about that. I think that he is another guy who has a chance to score 10 touchdowns. Right. And he's gonna. I think he'll dominate the goal line. I mean, we don't need to go too crazy into his analysis at this point. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think if you're doing this strategy and you get him as your RB one, you'll you'll be fine. You'll survive. But around that time was like Kenyon Drake and um, some guys like him. Yeah. Are you
1: interested in uh, Deion Lewis at that point with this roster construction?
0: Yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking about him as the rounds were going on, but I kind of got some other running back options that I think are going to be number ones that I was okay with if Lewis takes over or like I'm okay with benching Henry some weeks with some of the guys that I was able to pick. Yeah, I know what up. you
1: mean. It, it's more tempting to get both of those if you're not building your starting lineup essentially because right. you don't have a running back yet. So,
0: Right. And, yeah, and I'll just go through the starting lineup. Um, I believe the next pick I had was Lamar Miller. Um, we love him. He, we right, love right. He's, he's s- the second running back. I really love there. him. We just love his value. Yeah, that's, his value that's is incredible. All it is. it yeah. was the sixth round, and and Don was even looking at the screen. He was like, "Dude, take Lamar Miller." It's like <laughs> pick, boom. You know, it was yeah. one of those quick ones where I mean, for this team, he fits an amazing need as a consistent running back option that I could put in and, and guarantee right. at least ten. And um, you know. I think right after that, I just picked a tight end because I felt like it, and I think Kyle Rudolph's the guy on there, yep, right? you got Kyle yeah. Rudolph. And then if you want to you just go through the rest of it. Yeah, so Scott's bench ended up being, you went running back heavy because of how strong your starting three wide receivers right. were. Uh, J.H.I., Ronald Jones, Marlon Mack, and Deontay Foreman to handcuff Lamar Miller. Right. We talked about it like last year. We thought Foreman was going to run away with this job, literally. Um, he's coming off the Achilles. We'll see how it goes. But having the two of them is a really big deal, I think, for, for this team construction because like we said, you're set at wide receiver. Yeah. You really set at quarterback I was not tight worried about too. Rec- Yeah. I was not worried about receiver at all. The only thing I was thinking about was potential for touches. Like who right. might get 200 touches. Yeah, That was the only thing I was thinking about once I filled out my yeah. my kind of and my the, starting roster. Yeah. And I thought getting a Jai was was pretty good did a pretty good job with yeah. that and so was Jones. Well, the two and young so guys was, you got, Jones and Mack, like those guys are going right. to be in for big workload seasons, so at the very least even if you can't like even if you can't draft value, like with those two guys, you'll probably be able to manufacture it right. over the course of the season when these guys like kind of get their footing as the you know cemented starters of their particular teams. Uh, you did end up taking a couple of wide receivers. You got Nelson Aguilar from the uh, Eagles. He continues to fly under the radar, literally yeah. and figuratively. Yeah, he uh, was. Nice. He was. I took him so late, double digit yeah. rounds and. Like I said, I didn't address the receiver position until you know he was my next receiver that was picked, yeah. in in maybe the thirteenth round, right? Or and then, 12th uh, round. and then you wrapped it up with Kenny Stills. Of course, you guys who knew. Would. I, you guys knew a, I was picking him. And here comes a dolphin joke: Who you like to do backflips out of the water? For. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Dolphin it, for sure. Yes, <laughs> will have to see how uh, Kenny Stills does this year with Ryan Tannehill back. Yeah, um, definitely yeah.
1: an awesome team. I, I yeah. mean, I would go to bat with that team at any time yeah uh cool thing about it and in my mind if i if i had that team set up the way you did at wide receiver right i would love and you did get ronald jones i would love to take some shots on rookies like that yeah because if you do hit the home run you get the one guy who's going to really show out in the nfl right now you are just springboarded up yeah and it's worth those risks because you're you have such a reliable stable of wide receivers that you're going to be in contention in any game any of those guys can win the week for you So to speak. So to have home runs, right? And you know, just waiting in the in the in the side streets. That's just awesome.
0: Yeah, and then you know, just some of the guys, um, some of the other guys that I thought. As I was going through the, the simulator that I thought would be nice if you were doing this strategy that maybe I didn't get or we didn't bring up, um, obviously we all love Cohen, Tariq Cohen. We think that Huge. as a pass catching back, he can ha- have a monster season. Thompson is another one of those guys. Uh, Chris Thompson uh, from the Skins. Um, Tevin Coleman is like the guy. you know, <laughs> yeah. like He created this strategy, it feels like to me. <laughs>
1: and what I would like to say about him is he's so usable and – like any week, but right. a lot of the time he's not given that credit. Yep. But when Deonta Foreman, or Deonta Foreman, Devontae Freeman right. gets a concussion as he's so prone to do now. Yeah. He's missed three games in the last two years with the concussions. He's entering that uh that Hashtag status. Stats. Yeah. He's entering that status where when he gets one, he actually misses like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So now you've got a starting running back on a high powered offense who can catch the ball, run the ball, do all the things that you need to do. And you've got him for of great draft day it value. Was, uh, yeah.
0: Like I really like this strategy this year. I think for PPR, it's actually something that I really might try and implore, especially if it seems like that the ADP of those three guys that I got are going to like hover around that area and some well, other receivers the Baldwin, that I like.
1: Always disrespected. Yeah. Always winds always. up in that area. I was getting area. Baldwin in the third round last yeah, year. But, you know, if you, you look at just these one.
0: rookies, you know, like, like like Royce Freeman at Rashad Penny and, and all these other guys that we've stated – you can take shots at these guys in the seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth rounds. And like they could actually end up being your running backs for the whole season. Yeah, yeah. They,
1: they could be future first and second round so, picks.
0: It, you know, I don't think there's any reason this year to be afraid of this strategy, but you know, you have to make and with how inconsistent receivers were last year, it almost yeah. makes a little bit of sense to to try it. Yeah, you got to try to go get those elite talents at wide receiver. Right, so you so don't have you're not to worry about it. You know, yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so let's move. Then. And not
1: to mention that these strategies are absolutely exhilarating on oh. draft day.
0: Oh, yeah. oh they oh, yeah. are <laughs> because, like then you kind of get like the I don't even know what I'm trying to. say. I or, like, need this
1: guy to yeah, come right. back to me. Yeah, like you, you, you 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 crown someone as like a centerpiece yes like a weird yes. centerpiece yeah like, it's
0: like if you don't yes. if i don't get philip rivers in the 12th <laughs> round my <laughs> team is done for yeah I've, and it's i've been sitting there panic stricken yeah like and then it's just so <laughs> funny too because like for the other people in your league they're like oh my god like Is he just never going to take a running back? Like, (laughs) what is going on? And you're sitting there all confident. What am I doing? I'm always such a big trash talker and all that. that
1: I've actually gone zero RB and had people take running backs to spite me. (laughs) (laughs) So that, like, I can't pull it off. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, are we ready to move on to mine? Yeah. All right. so. So I went zero wide receiver. Um, some interesting results, and I think that this is an old school fantasy yeah, strategy. The older yeah. heads that are listening to this are like, that's the way to do yeah. it. Bucky um, Isotope. He's, yeah. he's in. He's in. Yeah, go. he even said that. I huh? know. Yeah. And he is old. I <laughs> think he. <laughs> Shout out to Bucky. Yeah. Any- <laughs> Are we, we're not, like, <laughs> I'm not convinced that he's not Mark Hoppus, by the way. No, I'm, I'm not. Still,
1: I know we spoke to him, had him on the show literally. Him about it. Yeah, but <laughs> I'd i could easily just been like
0: a vo- like a voice box no, type of thing. That theory has legs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he might be a yeah, robot. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so I went zero I went zero wide receiver. Um and I gave myself the first pick. Because I just wanted to see how it went with the first pick with that long wait Right. Uh, Just to kind of see it. So we wanted to see. I I was with Don too, and I was happy he did that because it's interesting to see how all the running backs come off the board too in the first two rounds because there's so many that do come off. Right.
1: And obviously, both these strategies are much easier uh, to know that you can have a bigger chance of pulling it off if you're picking in the front end of the draft. Right. Right. Because obviously, know your league, right? I'm in a league where I know the running backs just evaporate right they're just gone or you're in a league where you know everyone in the league picks two quarterbacks which Mm -hmm. you know i wouldn't advise that but i'd love to be in that league you know sign me up send me the invite because you know i'm gonna get all the good guys in those prime rounds Mm -hmm. but if you're going zero rb something like that something to watch for is those quarterbacks flying off the board because you you can wind up with literally nobody but at a point you know, we've, we were talking about this earlier. I, it happened to me because I drafted Andrew Luck last year and no one else, and the league went crazy on quarterbacks. Right. But I literally won. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're <laughs> using Andy Dalton, using Case Keenum, using Tyrod Taylor, game. using Trevor Simeon. <laughs> and honestly, not that much of a problem. No. So be aware of it if you want to get a guy that you can plug and play every week, like a Phillip Rivers. Right. But it's not the end of the world either. Yeah. So you can stick to your guns.
0: Right. For sure. All right, so I give myself pick one. Obviously, I'm going run- I'm going running back because I'm going zero wide. So or let's see-ver. hear your number one overall player. Yeah, right? Todd, was nice Gurley. Too. Todd, Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley. The, uh, the situation, the talent, the age, the, the situation, the coach <laughs> yeah, it's a situation. See, the thing is, with the, is the situation, situation is if you, you find there. yourself in a situation, it's good to have the situation in that situation, and that's when you prevent a situation. Would you from take second? <laughs> you are no longer
1: invited to chicken cutlet night. You are no, no longer invited.
0: <laughs> You can't even do the dishes on Sunday dinner. <laughs> night. All right. Anyway, uh, I love that show. Second round, uh I so I have obviously
1: f- we wouldn't have a problem if you picked Le'Veon
0: Bell. Yeah. No, yeah. No, not just not want to throw that out yeah, there yeah. Before, if
1: anyone's at home screaming. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um,
0: had I Steelers been fans. in the fourth round had I been in the fourth pick area with Scott, I probably literally would have flipped a coin between Zeke and David Johnson. Okay. Um but anyway, uh second round, I go LaShawn McCoy. Third round, Rob Gronkowski. Pretty awesome. Yes, very awesome. I think awesome.
1: LeSean McCoy is a great target. It's awesome that you hit him. Cause Especially because he's
0: practically free for yeah. what he's given us over the last five years. No, totally kidding. wanted
1: to talk about it. The hate is coming out on him strong this year. Good. But, I mean. Yeah, let it. He's always been a little bit disrespected. He's always been one notch away from that elite category. Like exactly
0: where we had him last year. Yeah, Mm. and
1: uh, he produces at a high level. He's reliable. He's going to get 300 touches. He's
0: going to miss two games at most. (laughs) (laughs) But he will miss two. It's never going to be in the playoffs. It's never in the fantasy playoffs.
1: (laughs) That is very true. Uh, But for the second-round value... On draft day, I would take Leshawn McCoy there all yeah, day. Absolutely. Yeah, agree. That's a great and Gronk spot. at the turn. I love that. Yeah, um,
0: he... this was and this was why this is why zero wide receiver could work because really I'm drafting Rob Gronkowski as my number one receiver. Exactly. Yeah. If he's if he does if he does the Gronk stuff then he, that's what he is. He's a wide receiver one that you can play yeah, in your tight this end slot. In this this a tight end body. A, this is what really opens up this yeah. strategy oh, as yeah. a whole, is yeah. being able to get Gronk, being able to get Travis Kelsey, or even maybe like a Ertz uh, in, in the next round or the yeah. round even after that. But once you get a Gronk that or someone like that that could be that number one receiver, yeah. it changes his team because yeah. you already have two number one running So backs. I take Gronk, and he's the first pick of the third round, and i got to wait a long time. Miles. So I was like – as I turned to Scott, I was like, Rodgers is there. I'm taking him too. And guess what? He was there. <laughs> <laughs> so I took Rodgers with the last pick of the fourth round. And in the Criminal. first pick of the fifth round. And this was where I kind of started to see the the flaw in this strategy. I took Kenyon Drake. Now, I love the guy. I think he's going to have a really good year. He's in for you know a big role in that offense. And he's got... An older guy behind him in Frank Gore that Miami's not going to use, and he's your like, like flex at this point. Yeah, and he's my flex.
1: And they're going to be horrible in passing all the time, so it's going to go to him. You got a little people league advantage there. Yeah, yeah. Frank Gore's not going to be the scat and he back. He caught a we, ton of we passes. We already when he know took that. Over. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he's a but, he's slimy out there. You can't catch him. Yeah,
0: he's nice. <laughs> From there though, so basically I took Kenyon Drake, hoping that I got Marvin Jones, and this, and I didn't. He went, the, he went before I got to pick in the sixth round. I had the last pick in the sixth round. And from there, the pickings were slim The wheels at wide off. receiver. I, I was not in love with any wide receiver. And so Larry? that's the conclusion. No, gone. That's the conclusion that Larry. I Travesty. reached. Yeah. Travis yeah. We conclu- can't count on him that late anymore. <laughs> the conclusion that I reached now, though, is if you're going to go wide receiver, if you're going to go zero wide receiver, I think that you can only go to the fourth round. Like that four or five turn. Well, who'd that's you get? Why? Let's hear it. Michael Crabtree and Devin Funches. Honestly, it, not sexy enough for Sorry. me. It's, it's fine. Yeah, but yeah, you the rest of your team is is the lean mean fighting machine. Yeah, you but gotta you gotta you need go back a to week what, from those two spots. You gotta and rewind the podcast
1: getting. and listen to yourself tell us that Gronk is your number one. Well, yeah, yeah.
0: and I, I get that, but like I you know I I want it all. I'm greedy. I'm a greedy <laughs> fantasy player. I want. The number one player at every single position. And I know if I'm going Completely zero, well, you got them at three, though. Yeah. And I ended up with the Jags D and Justin Tucker, so I feel like I have the number one defense and kicker, too. Okay. But, like, so, like, you have to concede. So bad. That's not so bad. It's
1: fine. And you know what? There's always value that yeah. is outside of the draft. You know, well, what about Cooper Cup? Yeah, guy that I'm totally interested in. Yeah, me Uh, too. PPR bump, red zone. Yeah, PPR bump, red zone bump. Barely
0: even getting drafted.
1: And yeah, copper
0: cup aficionado.
1: Third receiver on his team being drafted, likely to have the most touchdowns, likely to have the most receptions on that team.
0: Some other late prediction. he
1: was one of the best. He has. I love it. I love it, man. He was one of the uh, most. Targeted receivers in the red zone in the NFL. Yep. Period. True. Last year.
0: No doubt. And yep.
1: it was his rookie campaign.
0: And they lost Watkins. Yeah. Who also is a guy that if you're doing this strategy, that I like too. Oh Jonathan yeah. Drafting Sammy Watkins in like the yeah. sixth or seventh. He's a um, great potential pick. I've I'm I'm seen just him gonna go
1: very late.
0: Yeah. I'm just gonna run through my bench real quick. Yep. Um, my bench is comprised of the rest of my receivers. I drafted five of them after that. After I'm excited. I drafted my two I'm starters. Yeah. Um. I did end up getting Lamar Miller because I just could not ignore his value. Right, like he was my fourth running back. Yeah, like this a is pick. a guy who's gonna like he's gonna touch the ball a lot, and I may not even play him more than three weeks in the season. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I end up I end up getting Corey Davis, which I was in love with. Yeah, awesome, because pick. we we great all love pick. him. That's great a pick, huge, especially for this. That was strategy. huge for me. I got Aguilar, who I love. It's an uh, episode. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Rogers. Uh, shout they're out, all Rodgers episodes. Out Mil- yeah, it's always <laughs> a Rodgers episode. Speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I ended up with Randall Cobb too. Very cool. To tutty buddy him up just in case, you know, Cobb does you know, return to that form because we were talking about it before, like Rodgers has never produced a 100 catch guy, but Cobb got close with 94 one year. Right. And so if he can get back to something like that, that's a huge pick because I got Cobb in a double digit round. I also took a couple of shots on Cameron Meredith, and I'm just realizing I drafted two Titans, but I did get Rashard Matthews, too, who we love. Right. Um,
1: no problems there. Honestly, know? I think that's a really good bench for this roster construction. Yeah. I know we've got a name uh, list of names, some other guys to target. Guy yeah. that I would have loved to see on that team, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Right. I think of him a lot He's the same that I think of uh, Randall Cobb. Yeah. In that they're both due to like have these big bounce right. backs. And I've o- they've always been a little more disrespected in their yeah. ADPs and they've always been very good returns and, on their
0: and investment. And the reason I said the fifth round is or the fourth the fourth round is where I'd cut off and say, Okay, after round five you really need to think about taking a receiver. I think I could have gotten D T in the fifth round. Yeah. In this mock yeah. draft. He so- was hanging around for a while. Yeah, so I, like I wanted him or Marvin Jones or something like that as my yeah, I one. Think, I think our I think our favorite guy, if you're doing this strategy, is Marvin Jones because yeah. he actually has a chance to score double-digit touchdowns and be Again. that that top-flight receiver. Again. Also, um, some guys that. Uh, are being slept on the Patriots wide receivers, which is just yeah. crazy that they're being slept on right now. Hogan went, I think, in like the eighth round of that draft. Uh, Edelman went even later, yeah, uh, which is just insane. So there are great values for for this strategy. Um, two of the guys I wrote down were Devin Funches and Michael Crabtree. Yeah, so I think that yeah. they're actually two very good well, guys for this strategy. They're going late. And I they're love both consistent
1: M- Meredith. Who you got right? Yep. I love him mm-hmm. uh, in his new digs. Uh, and then Willie Sneed, even yeah, uh, he Former exits, Saint. goes to the Ravens. Yeah, um, I think that's a big spot for yeah. him because even... someone's
0: gonna get some value out of Joe Flacco. From Slash, yeah, the and standpoint. we've got Crabtree yeah. on this
1: team, so not like the biggest um, target. Yeah. team-wise for uh willie sneed right but if you don't get crabtree or you're interested in a guy you want to take a late round flyer i think he has the potential to become like a 1a 1b and i've said this before because yep. crabtree doesn't really dominate the interior yep. as no, much as willie sneed all. can um, willie sneed's a very very talented receiver felt just shy of a thousand yards uh with drew Brees back in new orleans and i thought he was a lock for a thousand yards last year would have put yeah, hundreds on it. Then he got suspended uh,
0: uh, three days before the season. Yeah, started. and the
1: wheels really fell off.
0: But and their whole offense changed too. For fantasy
1: value, like on a draft day investment, you kind of do want that crappy backstory because yeah, yeah. no one's interested in Willie Sneed right now. I think Willie Sneed is gonna be a like you can absolutely start him most weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, kind yeah. of guy. I think he's going to be a guy who has actually a pretty high floor. Yeah, and, and it, it's a couple do, other guys who um, we so, like so. high high floor guys that we like most. anew, I think, is yep. actually a great high floor guy for this strategy. He's yeah. awesome. Led the Atlanta Falcons in receiving touchdowns last year, and was probably right around reason. the tops in receptions too. Yeah. You know, he had some he had some big receptions. And he's games. always he big good,
1: games. He's always good for a touchdown pass. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah he'll sling yeah. one. He's a slinger. And, he was a, uh, almost a better t- Julio Tutty buddy than Matt Ryan was <laughs> last <Yeah>. year. <laughs> Paul Richardson <laughs> too. Paul yes. Richardson with Alex Smith. That, Absolutely. That that's move, a guy we really like because of the Alex Smith move. And because Washington drafted Darius guys, I think people are overlooking the fact that Paul Richardson's playing for Washington this year. Cause he had a phenomenal year last year with Seattle. I think and the limited thing is, is, you
1: really had to pay attention closely to the NFL to even know who Paul Richardson was. Yes.
0: So I think he got that kind of name. I think the, yeah, he yeah. does have a in
1: one ear out the other yeah. kind of name. Yeah. Um, we should come up with a nickname for him. We'll get we'll get to working on yeah. that. But I think a lot of people because of that are just not he's not really on their radar. I think if you asked an right. average Joe what team he played for, they'd get it wrong. Right. Yeah. right? They say Seattle. Yeah. yeah. And if they even knew that. Right. Right. So like I think he's a great target just because he's like unsexy, but he was a beast in the red zone. Yeah. And if they don't have if they can't keep Jordan Reed healthy it-
0: right can't who
1: like, which is a <laughs> piggybacking <laughs> a off yeah of
0: piggybacking off of Don's point too Paul Richardson was a great 50 50 ball receiver Alex Smith had the best deep ball accuracy in the league last year and the highest of his career and it's climbed steadily i think that combination could be huge because they don't have another deep threat receiver Right. Yeah,
1: Jameson Crowder more on the inside. And Jake is the
0: type to let it rip like that too. I mean, this was the guy who was the offensive coordinator for Cincinnati when they had Carson Palmer. You know, he he let Kirk Cousins turn it loose, you know, for however many years and Kirk got it done for him right. Terrell In Washington, Breyer. Terrell Pryor. Hey. Didn't do anything. <laughs> I was gonna say, like, where is that? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm just kidding.
1: Um, but I mean yeah. I think that that's a huge spot for him. Uh, it was one of those big free agency signings that right, I, was, right. I was definitely excited about, and I'm happy that the needle really hasn't moved on him. Yeah, good. I've got him in my dynasty league. That's exactly the Pumped. way I want to keep it. So, so, so what really, I would say, no,
0: no. another conclusion that I've kind of come to is, like, I take a look at the zero wide receiver, and if you're going to go, if you're going to go three running backs in a row, or if you're going to go three running backs in the first four rounds, like I or first five, like I did that third running back the guy that you're going to play as your flex I would tend to go more pass catcher than I would um than I would like goal line guy so well, like okay. I yeah. could have taken Derrick Henry when I took Kenyon Drake, but because I knew that I was going to be sacrificing a lot at the wide receiver position, I kind of put the tiebreaker at who do I think is going to catch more passes, and that's right. why I went with Kenyon Drake.
1: Yeah, and you guys kind of had opposite needs, right. so right. it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it's all about how it's built, and a good thing that helped you guys both is you got Aaron Rodgers, you got Gronk. Yeah, yeah, you, you didn't get both, no. but the thing is, is like. That helps the team so much. Those guys are just difference makers from Weekly every, Advantages yeah, at those weekly positions. week right. winners or position winners when you're looking at projections or whatever, whatever metric you yep. base your lineups on. Oh, yeah. Speaking
0: of and metrics, just to kind of throw it out there, this was the first A plus I ever got from the draft situation. <laughs> wow. oper- yeah, I got a ninety seven out of hundred. That's pretty what, cool. What was mine? Mine was pretty high too, right? Yours was I yours was like in the eighties, but it was like eighty nine, like, oh, like yeah, as a right. teacher I would have rounded it to an A minus. <laughs> <laughs> I usually fail.
1: Like I they, yeah. they say what well, the, you don't Sometimes have a you don't kicker or a, or a defense. Quarterback. I know. <laughs> That's why. awesome. Yeah, they always Tom was
0: the kid in school who, like, failed the quiz on purpose and handed yeah. it in, we're, like, We were kind of just talking about that when <laughs> yeah. I, I
1: refused to do a worksheet in that class yeah. because there was no grades for it, and I got kicked out of the Connect Four tournament. Oh. I yeah. got
0: torched in a game of Connect Four the other night.
1: It's a it's a doggy dog world yeah. out there, Donnie. I don't know why I brought that up,
0: but anyway. Well, I mean, um. I
1: brought up Connect Four, so it was a useful segue. Yeah. But back to what I was saying about Gronk and Aaron Rodgers, like that helps this strategy so much to right. have one of those guys. And I don't think that you have to dig down. Like let's say it's a third round and you're like you know, oh, Rutz boys said I should should have Gronk or Aaron Rodgers, and they're both gone, so I should take Tom Brady or something, right? Right. Like, you don't necessarily have to do that at all. No. Um, And it helped you guys out big time, and it could kind of work as, like, a barometer if you're doing this, but you're not fully committed as you're drafting, right? So the world is not over if you go wide receiver, wide receiver, or running back, running back. And And then Rodgers is gone. And then, like, the tables kind of shift, and you're like, "Mm, I'm not sure the strategy is really going to work out.
0: Right. Yeah. just bail
1: bail (laughs) Bail. and it might be a good meter to be like wow if i can't get gronk or aaron Rodgers, then i'll just bail on this strategy go back to best available and just look at these values and see what i can get
0: and i I think that that's really like our that's that's literally what we do (laughs) main strategy yeah it's just value 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 yeah it's just look at like if you take what we did you know with the zero rb zero wide receiver and then compare it to what we did with our value-based mock draft which we did a couple of weeks ago like like I think all three teams are set up to have a legitimate shot at a championship, right? In you know the fantasy landscape of this year, um, you know I, I it just, just proves that any any real right. strategy can set you up for success but, too, which is important. Yeah, and it's, but like you know in some years, like you think that zero wide receiver could work a little bit right. better. You know, like like this year, there's a lot of like Bell cow running backs who who are going to be a weekly difference maker, and you want to try to get as many of those. So you may want to go zero wide receiver. However based on your league settings, based on your scoring settings. If you're a half-point PPR, full-point PPR, and you can wait on running backs because some of these pass catchers, maybe your league doesn't quite understand the value of the pass-catching running back, you could go zero running back like Scott did. Get yourself three stud-wide receivers who are basically locks for at least 85 catches, at least 950 yards, and at least seven touchdowns, and then figure out running back with pass-catching guys and rookies who are going to be you know, coming along, not as to year mention progresses. players off the waiver wire from guys yeah. who are filling in for other injured running backs right. and things like that, that don't even come into just a <laughs> specific draft strategy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And something that I've done a lot and I've heard it in fantasy circles is if you get like a money running back in the first round, like Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, whatever, right, you really don't need that much help at the position anymore. And you just go wait so long and then you just get one guy who's going to be able to catch passes like chris thompson right or something like that to theoretic, round out the, the to, to round. round out that position you right. know what i mean yeah. that position in your uh in your lineup and that way you have one really good running back and theoretically you can load up elsewhere right and you just get that that uh that ppr boost from these pass catching running backs and uh i think that that secret is almost out right because yahoo is going right. to half point ppr uh, ESPN is full point PPR. So when the
0: standard scoring for ESPN is full now. Yeah. yeah wow. It is. So that's when a good you time to the, start, yeah. Cause like when you look at those, opinion.
1: when you look at those draft, uh, lobbies, you know, where the ADP is, that's what's dictating. It It doesn't change. Right. right. Depending on your league setting, they don't edit that. And that's what's dictating who's picking who. Right. And when it's now going to be like aligned in PPR, those values are going to be less, Change. yeah. Right. So they're going to float up a little bit. That's right. Whereas in the past, when the, you're looking at the lobby and it's in standard, these guys who only catch passes and their value is based on PPR, they're ranked so low because they can't do anything in a standard league, right? So that that's that window is closing.
0: It is. It's so a shame Danny Wood had retired before this happened. But when uh, a, he would have
1: finally got the respect, I he was happy. I'm
0: happy. I'm. He got out at the right time. He was at the. <laughs> He wasn't the perfect value for me for years. I
1: think that's course, actually yeah. why he retired.
0: Yeah, yeah he was like, like, you know what? They're getting to- on to me. <laughs> They're catching on to me too much. Scott yeah. won't like I want to be the most <laughs> underrated person of all time. But I think that, like, you know, because of that, like you said, you're going to see guys like LaShawn McCoy start to fall into, like, the third round. You're going to yeah. see guys like. Derek Henry, who seems like he could easily score ten touchdowns this year, drop into the fifth, and guys like that. So there's going to be another chance. You know, when I, when one door closes, another one opens. There will always be another another strategy in the running back position to take advantage of. This kind of just popped in my head. I wanted to see what you guys thought. Is the fact that these standard scoring options are changing? Is that is do we think that that might be what's affecting Aaron Rodgers' ADP? Because he's going as the first quarterback taken, and he's not going until the fifth round. And basically, all of the mock drafts that we've collectively done so far this year, and it's the lowest he's been drafted in a very long well, I time. I think that, um, you know, I I gave the quarterback position the loser of the year last year, right. and I think that that is actually being reflected in ADP right now. You know, the best quarterbacks you saw last year all didn't make it through the season, right? So when you think about them when you're drafting, you're like, I'm going to take him now, and they, you know there's a good chance he doesn't make it through the year, even though he's great. And I think there's a lot of negative rhetoric around the whole quarter, the position as a whole. And that's, what's making the the draft position go down. Okay.
1: Definitely. And especially because the people who are mock drafting now are like what I would call savvy right. fantasy football people. So the ADP is being determined by a bunch of people who don't value the position and come yeah. like, you know, I don't want to say normie or whatever, but like I'm right. like average Joe mock draft season. They call them Benny's <laughs> in the Jersey Shore, <laughs> since we're
0: just making at least two Jersey Shore references per episode this we season. We are, or <laughs> I am. Uh,
1: but yeah, so like I think because ADP is literally determined by the users of the websites and the platforms, right. um, that I think when those people start to draft, it's gonna it's gonna make them rise.
0: Yeah. All right, and no doubt. the
1: general mistrust and the injury thing is yeah. huge because, like, who are the number two? Who's the number two coming off
0: the board? Watson? Yeah. Or is it Brady? It's, still? it's been Watson. It's been Brady. It's been Breeze. Wentz. But I mean, when I mean, you look at that, Wentz. yeah, and Wentz. So Speaking when you look which, at that,
1: those three didn't even make it through the season. So that's I think Scott yeah.
0: nailed it. Speaking of which, too, um, Deshaun Watson and Carson Wentz throwing at OTAs, right. which is awesome. Signs of progress for both of Keep them. Along, boys, uh, especially because both of them were injured towards the later half of the season. Yeah, um, especially uh, so we hope... Wentz, man. That's yeah, like, Wentz was really... like week twelve. I think it's it really was. impressive. Yeah, he, he's he's come back really so good fast for him. But I think you know, and think about the guys who were drafted last year as right. quarterbacks: Matt Ryan, horrible year; Derek Carr, Mariota. So like, Winston. I think just drafting a quarterback as a whole, when people are like looking at it, they're like. Uh, and, and, I and think know. about who we were starting. Like you started Blake Bortles in a championship game last year. A lot of people took our advice not to brag, but we called it, like, to pick up Jimmy Garoppolo and just ride it out. How many people rode the lightning with me with Case Keenum and, right. and got yeah. to the championship? I'm so, ready to ride the Bronco this year, baby. So then are we saying Are we saying that the best strategy Going into you know fantasy drafts because like there are going to be some people drafting in July. There are going to be some people who you know they can't get everybody in their league together in August, so they do it at the end of July. Like, is that the best strategy for them to employ? Is just be the last guy to take a quarterback?
1: You don't necessarily have to be last, and I think there's just you know we say it all the time. You can't ignore an awesome value. Right. I think a guy who's falling a lot is uh, Drew Brees. Yeah. And I think he's he's got enough left in him that I would trust him. And he's at got a certain enough time. on
0: the on the old uh, resume. Yeah. You usually
1: <laughs> had to pick him, you know, four, five, six rounds. Yeah. And if I can get him seven, eight, nine, gimme like, him. Gimme exactly. I'll I'll take it. I know I won't have as much fun doing the revolving door of quarterback. Right. No. But I'll have fun winning.
0: You know, for yeah. for me, like it's just it's research based. You know, I'll I'll fall in love with a couple quarterbacks. I do every year. I, and it's the same thing with tight ends too where all understand their value and, and try to realize where I can reach for one somewhere. Like last year it was Kirk cousins. I knew that I was going to be able to get him in around the eighth, ninth, 10th round. So I was reaching for him, but you know, once it reaches a certain point, I don't care either too. So yeah. it's like if once I didn't get Kirk cousins, I wasn't picking one. It's funny for, because forever. when we like Kirk cousins, I feel like his value has just been, it hasn't been what I thought it was going to be with him going to Minnesota. Like he's, He's right around like Jimmy G, Big well, he had, Ben. He had really good
1: numbers, but they were up and down, so he yeah. wasn't like the most reliable fantasy asset, despite putting together good like a good season on paper. Right. You're looking
0: it, for someone matchup proof for me when you're going for quarterback. When, yeah,
1: if I'm gonna spend high capital, I want them to
0: be absolute like. I Aaron pick Roberts. one and I don't even look at the position for the rest of the uh, year. Yeah. So then because two guys who I would have thought would be matchup proof had they stayed healthy going into this season are Wentz and Watson. Right. So do you get, like, have we, do we, I won't have them. Yeah. I just won't. It It just won't happen. It'll be the same for me, too. That, you know, that they, so it's up to me. (laughs) Yeah. You got to own them both. One man in his mission. I'm sure I'll get, I'm sure in maybe one league they'll fall too far. I'll get, you know, I'll get excited about Watson and maybe pluck him. But
1: awesome to bring up Case Keenum, though, too, because he's going undrafted. Right. And And I think he's a great, like, Oh, I didn't I pick did, a quarterback. Yep. He'll be my last pick. Like
0: with, I don't understand. And with uh, the yeah. teams who were interested in him, like there was a there was a shot he was going to the Jets. There was a the shot he was going to the Bills. He went to the best option possible. Barnes. The best option, unless he stayed with Minnesota, for him to go to was Denver. Yes. And so as long as he gets his lungs used to the altitude, I'm sure he will be fine. But yes. like better than Minnesota's be, atmosphere. Yeah. yeah. Well, they at least they played indoors in Minnesota. Well, I know, but yeah, you gotta be out uh, there. Daniel Wilders and Demarius Thomas. What more can you ask? And they just drafted Cortland Sutton, who's a young receiver. They just drafted Jake Butt. I was going to say. 2018. They just drafted Royce Freeman. So they got experienced guys. They got young guys, and now they got the gunslinger in there. I'm all about Case Keenum this year. I'm going to be picking him and Blake Bortles in the end of all my drafts this year. (laughs) All right, very cool. All righty, so the big announcement is here ranking summit is next weekend and instead of doing them all in one time because last year we were just introducing this podcast at the beginning of july well we so we dropped yeah. all four we content bomb, we're not dude. doing that this year <laughs> this year we're dragging be, it out baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're playing play the long, long game stretch. Uh, but we are going to be recording all four in one day i believe
1: i'm not sure okay but it's so we're not almost sure. an irrelevant detail right yeah. to uh the listeners but what we do intend <laughs> is to put out some Extra, like, I think we will have two episodes for some of the positions. Yes, okay. So, I think we're gonna get a little extra content a couple so like, of those weeks.
0: So, like, the full episode of our breakdown of the rankings of that position and possibly a mini episode of like some sleepers, of course. Yes, That that's that is the plan right on the head. Yeah, so um, I can't wait to do my ranks. I haven't yeah. even started my rankings I'm yet. I'm gonna start them while we're watching. Uh, well, oh, actually, sorry. Um, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna be doing them during the fr- game one of the NBA Finals. Which we know who's playing because it happened, right? So we don't, have, but we don't have to talk. about it. <laughs> and we don't, don't have we to talk about it because everybody knows knows what happened, right? Um, we're recording this right before Warriors Rockets game seven started, so that's why we don't know. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I'm going to be doing like I, I'm just I'm pumped. I'm really really excited for this because I did like a very early one. I think it was like March, yeah. And that's... I'm, I'm ex- I haven't looked at it since I finished it, right? And so I'm excited to lo- go back and look at it and see, you know how I'm feeling and I'm excited to
1: see and the and biggest discrepancies that we have between yeah. each other
0: last year, Derek Carr. Uh, but we had a big one. I before. had
1: Alshon really high.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like way higher than us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it was fun though. Yeah, right? yeah, it was, yeah, it it's yeah, it fun to out. just to have them all, all lined yeah. up next Sammy to you. Watkins, like that. too. You had it way ahead of horse Yeah, I had a well,
1: spoiler alert. I, believe, <laughs> I still believe in him. <laughs> Don't we all?
0: All right. So you can expect our first rankings episode to be coming out next Tuesday after that for every week of june it's going to be a new rankings episode uh potentially like scott said with uh sleepers as a mini episode later that week uh we're very excited to bring that to you because you know this that this is it like this is when the fun really starts time. Yeah. otas are, are kicking off and yep. people are starting to get the legs loose and get yep. the old pigskins out yeah. So, for any uh, any injury related or workout related news, please check us out on Twitter at Rutzff.
1: Pigskins out for the boys.
0: Yes. There you go. <laughs> uh, Tom is at Hillierff on fa- on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> who would go to that godforsaken wasteland we um we're we, on there too though we're on Facebook at Ruts FF actually as well uh, it's
1: relatively a waste feel a wasteland though yeah uh,
0: you know what i you know what i don't like i was going to bring this up when in a, in a non-public forum but since we're here we'll bring it up we don't boost the soundcloud you know we don't we never yeah. say follow us on soundcloud so follow yeah. us on soundcloud we're soundcloud Ruts Ruts podcasters Ruts as FF. well
1: yes i mean uh, so, I'm a SoundCloud boy.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like you shared a song with us that was on SoundCloud. Yeah, today it,
1: I have playlists. They're 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 private. <laughs> the as for the, the Ruts request,
0: musicians there. Tom likes our SoundCloud rappers. Yeah, oh, I mean,
1: you know, sign of the times, baby. <laughs>
0: That's right. Tom's first face tat is gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta go Instagram live for that. Speaking of which, our Instagram is also at RutsFF. You can find Scott at WagsFF. I am at Y. So Serious rankings episodes next week we are very excited to bring that to all of you enjoy your week in the meantime and as always keep scoring